You're listening to the Dad Whisperer Podcast with Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield, the place where you as a dad will gain more tools for your fathering toolbox and where moms and daughters are also invited to listen into the conversation. Now, here is your host, Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dad Whisperer podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield. I welcome you here. I'm excited you're here. And let me tell you, you are going to love the conversation today because the title is one that I'm just going to put right up here at the start. On your mark today is how to keep your daughter out of therapy. Now, that might surprise you coming from a licensed professional counselor. I've been in private practice 27 years. So you might be asking yourself, why would you not want more clients? Well, I just want you to know that I long to see healthier women. And I believe so much of that ties to the dad-daughter relationship. And today I am equipping you as your coach, as a cheerleader on the sidelines saying, dad, so much of how you relate to your daughter can impact her health, her well-being, And by health, I'm talking about mental health, emotional health, spiritual health, you know, even physical health, that if you want a daughter who is a healthy, vibrant, young woman, maybe even an older woman, whatever the case may be, on her continuum of life with her age, you can have a vital impact. And that will keep her out of a therapist's office because so much of that health will be internalized in her identity, in the choices she makes, in the way she lives her life. And yes, you have much to do with it. And if you're a woman listening today, I welcome you as well. You also as a mom, as a coach, and by coach, I mean you're someone in that young woman's life to coach her and cheer her on. Whether you're an aunt, whether you're a stepmom, you also can have a vital role in empowering the next generation. And today, I'm going to give you an A to Z list of how you can keep your daughter or any young woman out of therapy. Well, you know the grid I use each week. On your mark, get set, go. And as I was just saying, as I'm on the sidelines, is your coach, dad's picturing yourselves standing side by side each other, ready to run your fathering grace this week. Yes, I'm on the sidelines saying, on your mark, get set, go. On your mark is the topic or the theme. Get set, fill that in with stories and stats. And go is always your practical action step so that you can put your love for your sons and your daughters. Yes, your daughters and your sons and nieces and those you mentor or coach literally or figuratively. It might be that you are a coach with a team or it might be a one-on-one relationship where you are investing in someone else's life. And I truly believe that the things that we talk about here, whether it's me talking to you whether it's my husband, Dr. Ken Camfield, and I talking to you, whether it's guests that I have on the show, that all of us are in your corner cheering you on and saying, here's something that you can put into action that will make a difference, a positive difference in your relationships. Well, without further ado, on your mark today is how to keep your daughter out of therapy. So for Get Set, 
I have 26 ways that you can keep your daughter out of therapy. Yes, the first one starts with the letter A. The last one starts with the letter Z. So when we say it's everything from A to Z, yes, I truly mean that. Because I want you to have a way to remember this grid. You can pull up some of these things in your mind's eye as you go, wait, what was G? What was F? What was X? And you are going to be able to hopefully recall these with more ease because you have the A to Z grid. Okay, here we go. Because the go step is going to be woven all the way through. I want you to be choosing one, at least one, of the items that I bring to your attention today that you're going to commit to put one of those things into action this week, if not more. Write me. You can always write me at Dr. Michelle at thedadwhisperer.com. I want to hear from you. I want to hear what impact the things I share have in your relationships. And you know, I coach dads and daughters around the country now. We do it on Zoom. Go to my website, drmichellewatson.com. We can set up an appointment because I'm all about being in your corner with you, cheering you on, helping you through some of the rough patches so that you can run around that track with more ease, with more efficiency to be the dad you want to be and the dad your daughter needs you to be. Okay, here we go. A, here is the first thing you need to do if you want to keep your daughter out of therapy. A, admit when you're wrong. Yep, I'm starting right there. It goes a long way to building a bridge to your daughter's heart if you can take responsibility when you've blown it. So the first thing, A, admit admit, admit when you're wrong. There you go. Plain and simple. I don't think I could say it any clearer or any easier. And really that lines up with 1 Peter 5, 6 that says, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and he will exalt you in due time. And I used to have a pastor who would say, if you don't humble yourself, God's going to do it for you. And you don't want that way. So dad, first and foremost, admit when you're wrong. B, Build her confidence with true praise and affirmation. And the reason I wrote it that way, true praise and affirmation, is that you might be a dad that just wants to champion and cheerlead your daughter with anything she ever tries or does. But at the end of the day, we want people that really know where we have strengths and where we have weaknesses. And none of us have all the gifts and all the strengths. And so if my dad, for example, would have said to me, Michelle, you are just rocking it in stats. I would say, you are a liar. That is not the praise I need. I am not good with numbers. They fall out of my head. So even in grad school, when I was getting my doctorate, I had to have a coach. It was the only time I'd ever had a tutor or a coach, a mentor, was through my second semester of stats because it is just Greek to me. So my dad could affirm my character. I love that you're working hard in stats. And then I'm going to take that in. It's going to build my confidence because I know that it resonates as truth rather than if you're just throwing out praise, you know, in every area. I think what you do actually see that has merit won't have as much potency if you water it down by saying everything you do is amazing. Anything you want to do, you can put your hand to and make it work. Well, you know, the truth is, at the end of the day, I could work all day long, morning to night on statistics, and it would never really be my gift, no matter how hard I try. So there you go. Build your daughter's confidence with true praise and affirmation. 
C. Third way you can keep your daughter out of therapy, criticize never. Oh yeah, criticize never. Now listen to all the C words that I put in this next way. I want to explain that to you. You can correct her. You can address issues that are coming up, but never do it in a condescending or a critical way that diminishes the core of who she is. So you don't want to use name-calling, belittling, shaming, or condemning statements or even implications. Like you could go, you know, like a, a kind of a, a big breath, a sigh when she did something stupid. You're like, like, okay, well, I didn't say anything, but did you catch the tone? I'm looking at her, you know, or at someone with disgust, like, you idiot, didn't you know any better? Like it was obvious. That is a criticism. So criticize never. There is never a reason that can be justified to criticize someone. And dad, I want you to kind of get the mindset, or mom, if you're listening, is that I'm giving you things that I use as a professional therapist. I've done this for coming close now on three decades in my office, in the trenches, and these are the things that I put into practice. So if you want to keep your daughter out of therapy, the more you are implementing some of these things are positive, some of these things are negative. Say, don't do that, but do this. You will have a healthier daughter and she won't have as much injury that she then needs to go to a therapist for because in real time, in a real relationship with you, she's experiencing very, very healthy interpersonal dynamics. So that one, criticize never. You can correct, but never condescend, criticize, belittle, name, call, shame, or condemn her. D, you've heard me say this one even recently, drop your anger. You may have even seen the recent viral video I did on this where a friend was interviewing me for his podcast on my 15 tools in the fathering toolbox from my very first book, which is, Dad, here's what I really need from you, a guide for connecting with your daughter's heart. And he took a 47-second clip of our interview. It was a video. Put it on Instagram. It's now got almost 2.6 million views just in two and a half weeks. Like, blown up. The majority of those that are responding are women. It's women saying, thank you for addressing this, Dr. Michelle. Because I'm telling dads, your anger diminishes who she is. It destroys her spirit. It makes her want to give up. It makes her stop trying. When you get angry with her, she internalizes that. It can turn to self-disgust. And most importantly and negatively damaging is that she will believe she's unworthy and not lovable. So dad, drop your anger. And I did get permission from one dad to share this because it was so powerful for him to tell me this just this week. He said, prior to listening to your video, I realized that I've often been trying to control my anger, but then I'm still holding on to it because I'm trying to manage my anger, my angry responses. And he said, when you said drop your anger, it hit me like a ton of bricks. And I've made a commitment with myself. I've made a decision that it is going to be different from this day on. And he is doing it. I've touched base with him. And that was so profound for me to hear him say, 
I never even knew I could drop my anger. I didn't even know I needed to drop my anger. It just was second nature to control it. So dad, drop your anger is D, and that is a vital way that you will keep your daughter out of a therapist's office because your anger, then when it's not in the mix, it won't be destroying her. And instead, she'll have space and room to feel safe enough around you to be her authentic self. Okay, E, expect more of yourself than of her. That simply comes down to being an example to her, right? Sometimes it's so easy to forget what it was like at her age. So your expectations may be unrealistic, higher than what is age appropriate. There's also the male-female dynamics. Check in with some other women that know her. Ask them, are my expectations for her at her age accurate? Are they even appropriate? Because if they're higher than what she's capable of, and she's always falling short of what you want for her, again, that will be internalized. So dad, I'm saying here, expect more of yourself than you do of her. So if you want her to start picking up after herself or making better choices, I guess I would ask you to be honest. What kind of decisions are you making when no one's looking? Are you just trying to find an easy way out or an easy fix? Or are you doing the hard work? Because when you set the bar high for yourself, you don't even have to say anything to your daughter because she'll follow along. Okay, F. Another way to keep your daughter out of a therapist's office is to forgive easily and quickly. Oh my goodness, forgiveness is so hard. I did my doctoral dissertation actually on the concept of forgiveness, specifically self-forgiveness. And I love the term let go. It's a common term that makes more sense is how do we forgive? It means we let go of the offense. And if we can't do it ourselves, we could say, God, you're going to have to do it for me. Vengeance is yours. You will repay. I don't have to hold on to this, but I'm turning it over to the hands of one who can hold it because it's too big for me. So dad, if that's a tough one for you, find a therapist to walk you through your own stuff. Because when we've been forgiven, we've known that we have experienced forgiveness, it's easier to give it out. So if you're holding a lot of unforgiveness, maybe of yourself, maybe against other people who have hurt you, it will be harder then for you to give that out to your daughter and to forgive her quickly and easily when she's hurt you or hurt the family or hurt mom or whatever it might be, is that if you want to be a dad who's building in healthy foundational relational skills with your daughter, you want to forgive easily and quickly. So you're modeling to her that when an offense is there, it's okay to be human. You have to face the consequences, right? And even sometimes that's a sense of failure or not you know, living up to even your own expectations, but that you learn through the process. And so forgiving yourself and forgiving others is so key. Okay, G, this simply means guidance. So I think about my role as a therapist. I'm not telling my clients what to do. I've sometimes had people ask me that and they're like, do you just like all day you're giving advice, advice? I said, nope, nope. Actually, my role is to create a safe space so that my clients can hear themselves think out loud and process and bounce ideas off and be vulnerable and be messy. So I'm guiding them in their process. I'm not pulling them my way 
to think what I think and believe what I believe. I love when people that I'm working with have different faith beliefs and backgrounds and persuasions and different moral convictions or, you know, political, you know, views. That's beautiful, right? That adds color and dimension. So guidance means that you're giving input that respects her, where you're open to hearing her, which means you have to get close enough to her, right, to hear what she's really processing. And remember, too, that that whole idea of a love bank, right, five deposits to one relational withdrawal goes a long way to then when you do have something to say for her to be in a place where she actually can take it in. So that, yes, there are those times where guiding someone means, would you be, you know, where we ask, would you be okay if I just shared something that I'm hearing? So I'm asking permission instead of lecturing. So that's what guidance looks like. And if you want to do what I'm doing here, why not begin to kick that one up a notch? Maybe that's your action step today. Okay, I'll do a couple more and then we'll take a break. H, hug her often. Oh my goodness, that safe physical touch will be internalized by her in a way that she knows that she's valued and loved because she's worth hugging. And I've done a whole actually show, I've done blogging on this idea of hugging. I remember when I had my friend Paul Young on the show and I said, you know what? Your hugs through the years to me are holy hugs. They are safe. And he's had times where he has hugged people for 20, 30 minutes. They never have an exchange. And he's had women just sob into him because they heard his story of abuse and they knew he understood and there were no words exchanged. But there was communication through a safe hug. So that is a very powerful way that you can bring healing and health and wholeness to your daughter. I initiate dates where you pursue her heart by letting her know you want to spend one-on-one time with her. And then during that time, you let her know you enjoy what she enjoys, or at least you're trying to enjoy what she enjoys. You know, if you really hate art and that's what she loves, okay, you might go with her and do some painting or whatever. And yet, go, I don't really like this, but I love her. So I'm going to enjoy what she enjoys and look at it through her eyes. It's letting her know that you treasure her because you've initiated time with her. Because where your treasure is, there your heart is. And by treasure, I think that's where our time is, where our money is spent. We think of time as a different kind of currency, right? And when we put our, you know, our heart where our treasure is, that is a forever deposit in the direction of where we're investing. So when you decide to initiate dates with your daughter, Hey, hon, I'd love to find a way for just the two of us to go have lunch or coffee or just catch up or go for a walk or a run or go for a hike. Oh, my goodness. That builds health into the core of your daughter's life to say, I'm worth the pursuit. You will have a healthier daughter with that. Okay, one more before a break. The J stands for Jesus. I just had to put that in here. Even if you're not someone that is a Jesus follower, just hear me out. You don't have to agree. Like I just said that earlier. It's okay if we don't all believe the same and think the same. But I can tell you, as God is my witness, I turn to the mighty counselor every day in the work I do. I'm not my client's creator. I don't know what they need and think and want. But I ask Jesus for downloads, for revelation, for supernatural guidance, wisdom, and insight that I know I don't have in myself. 
So it's vital for me in my role to sit with people, to be that kind of safe witness to their pain, to their stories, but then to say, what do I say? How do I help? Well, if I can ask them, what is Jesus saying to you right now? Where is Jesus right now in the room? Where do you see him? What is he saying? Where was he then in your pain, in your trauma, in your abuse? Oh, what is he saying? And wanting to teach them how to hear Jesus for themselves, it makes my job easier. So dad, you know, I'm stating the obvious, you can't be with your daughter all the time, but you can direct her to one who will never leave her, will never forsake her, will always be with her. Well, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we'll continue all the way to Z so that you have 26 practical ways to keep your daughter out of therapy. I'll be right back. Are you a dad who has ever desired a deeper connection with your daughter, but haven't known how to go about it? Let's Talk Conversation Starters for Dads and Daughters is the very resource you need. Dr. Michelle wrote it with you dads in mind. This book will support you with scripted questions, equip you to decode your daughter, and inspire you with stories of other dads and daughters. Don't wait any longer to be the hero you wanna be and that your daughter needs you to be. So to let the talking begin, head on over to drmichellewatson.com forward slash books and order your copy today. This book will become a favorite in your fathering toolbox and will give you the answers you've been looking for. That's drmichellewatson.com forward slash books. Now back to the Dad Whisperer podcast. Welcome back to the Dad Whisperer podcast. Okay, here we go. I'm Dr. Michelle Watson-Canfield. You already know that. And here we go with continuing the conversation about 26 ways A to Z that you can keep your daughter out of therapy. Okay, K. For this one, I'm putting knowledge. One word, knowledge. When you come with a stance where you're curious, you're interested in knowing about your daughter's world, her friends, her classes, her job, dreams, her struggles, her vision for the future, her hopes, her faith. Maybe that's it. You've never maybe had that conversation and you don't know much, right? The word knowledge. You don't know a lot of details. You hear it through mom or through someone else or through a sibling. So what if you like intentionally say, I want to know more about how she's doing in our family and relationships here or her interests or hobbies. So you're actually getting to know her by what you see and by what you hear. And then you make a commitment to even learn more about her world. Yes, start with paying attention. Just notice what is she looking at on social media. Just pull your chair up next to her and go, hey, what are you looking at? She might go, dad, that's gross. Or dad, I don't want you to see. Hmm, might be concerning. But get close enough to her to learn about her and to know more about her. And when she knows that you know, I'm telling you, it's a powerful thing. I find my clients tell me that all the time, that they, in a way, carry me with them. They go, I know what you would say, or they call them Michelle-isms. You've told me this. But they often then will think, what would Michelle say? What would Michelle think? And that's a good thing when someone knows that they can internalize 
even the strength you give or the knowledge you have. So dad, it's not only just letting your daughter know that you have insight or know that you have a perspective. By knowledge, I mean it's knowledge of her, okay? L, I'm sure you can guess what I have for this one. It's listen lots. You get a double L there. Listen lots. So you know that one of the main roles that I have as a therapist is to listen well. And you've heard me talk about it here before, but a part of listening well, a key part, is asking great questions. So I can sit here all day long and actively listen by leaning forward, nodding my head, saying, hmm, you know, putting down any devices or distractions and giving my attention. But at the end of someone sharing something with me, if all I do is look at them, hey, I've listened. Isn't that all I need to do? It can fall short. And that's why all of these 26 things go together. But listening well can be followed up with asking great questions. So that really goes together. And I'm actually getting ahead of myself because that is Q. So you're kind of getting two here for the price of one. So listening well and asking great questions goes together. And I'll tell you more about that asking questions part when we get to Q. Okay, M, momentum. There is so much to be said for creating rhythms with your daughter and momentum. So when I think about, you know, my client time and time with my clients is often I have a very similar way of relating. How's your week been? Some clients, do you want to pray first? Do you not? But that creating a rhythm where oftentimes they'll sit in the same chair, they'll come into the room the same way because that momentum creates safety, predictability, reliability, and that strengthens relational bonds. So the more you can create a momentum with her, it might be some traditions you do every year. You know, annual traditions, that's a momentum issue. You kind of theme there, right? It, you've heard me talk about perfume day every Christmas that I would do with my dad. That, that would be a type of momentum. That would be my definition of it. It might be something you do every week. It might be that you go out to lunch once a month, you know, on a Friday afternoon or on a Saturday morning you do breakfast. But something that creates that kind of a rhythm is a powerful way to strengthen the core of your daughter. N, no. That's the thing I want for N. No is a powerful word to teach your daughter so that perhaps she needs to grow in not being just a people pleaser where she says yes to every request and then overextends, has a meltdown. Maybe that's a woman you know in your life who also struggles with that. So you get to set a foundation early in your daughter's life that way. It also means that she'll learn then by saying no how to set limits and boundaries, maybe live through being uncomfortable with disappointing someone when she has to say no, but doing that with you, with your encouragement, oh my goodness, that would save a lot of time in my counseling office if women were better at saying no. So why not be intentional about working that through with your daughter? But it probably means you're going to have to tell her no along the way too. She can get mad at you. She can be disappointed and sad. But really, it's a powerful thing to teach women. Here's one more side to that. It also means when she says no to you, no, dad, I don't want to talk about that. No, dad, I don't want to go there with you. That you honor her no. Again, it's a powerful, powerful tool to teach your daughter. P, this is pace, P-A-C-E, pace. So I think about how many times with clients, I want them to go faster. I don't want them to wrestle through and struggle through something that from my vantage point, they could work through quicker. 
because I see that they're in pain and it's causing them distress. So I want to speed up their process. But guess what? A lot of times that's our own stuff if we can't pace with someone at their pace so that they can go through their process. There's another P word. So dad, make a decision here. Ah, if you want to be a dialed in dad who paces, goes the distance, keeps your daughter out of therapy, pace with her. Q, just told you we we're going to talk about asking great questions. You've heard me say before that asking great questions is really something I learned in my very first semester of grad school, getting my master's degree in counseling psychology. I was told you'll be a better therapist if you can ask better questions. And I think you'll be a better dad if you can ask better questions, which is why I wrote my second book, Let's Talk, Conversation Starters for Dads and Daughters, so that you can ask great questions of your daughter. For starters, two key things. Ask who, what, when, where, why, how. So when your daughter says school was fine, how was it fine? What about school was fine? Why was it fine? I try to say use why very sparingly, but there it is. Number two, key way to ask great questions is listen for a key word or the last word of her sentence and ask the follow-up. What about Austin today at school was embarrassing when he said hi in front of your friends? So you have a way to listen and ask good questions, and your daughter will know you listened because your follow-up question invites her to say more. Okay, R, reframe. I don't know if you've ever heard the word reframe, but here's what it means is that metaphor time. Okay, here we go. Is that when you go into a store and you've got a photo or you've got a painting and you need a mat or a frame around it, you can try different colors of mats and different colors and types of frames and it will make the same picture look totally different because that mat and that frame will pull out colors or hues in the photo or in the painting that will be accentuated with that frame. Similarly, when we're going through things, we can put different frames, quote unquote, around the situation that can make it look totally different by reframing what they're telling you. So it's not saying, I think you're wrong. I'm right. I see it from this vantage point. But that's where you can ask the question, right? Going back to the cue. Would you be okay if I just shared with you something I'm thinking as I hear you tell that story or something I'm seeing? that maybe you hadn't considered. See, so it's not having her feel belittled, like how did you not see it? But you're saying from over here on the sidelines as a dad cheering you on, I wonder if that's actually a friendship. It sounds really toxic. And she's like, I can't lose the friend or I can't lose the guy. Hey, could I put a different frame around what I'm seeing that friendship do to you? And if she says no, you honor her no, see how these go together. But that's what reframe means. S. S is servant leadership. That, my friend, is the best way to lead because it's by example. Show her what it's like to serve others, even what it's like to serve her. Hey, is there something I could take off your plate and do for you? Let her see what it's like to serve her mom, right? Again, more is caught than taught. But servant leadership, if you want to see that developed in your daughter, start with modeling that to her. T, time. Quality time and quantity time go hand in hand. And if you are a dad, maybe who's limited by the amount of time you do or don't get with your daughter due to divorce, could even be that she lives in another state, something like that, obviously you will have to do your best to make most of the time when you do have her. But you know what? I hear a lot of stories of 
divorce situations, and when the kids are at dad's, there's not as much to do, or dad's busy with work, and it's a lot of being babysat by devices. So dad, be intentional with the time you do have. Really, make a commitment here. That might be the action step, your go step today, is being more aware that what you do with your time when you're with them is vital to keeping her out of a therapist's office. Because I think how much of the time does a daughter come in because she just wants to be heard? Women of any age wants to be heard, wants to be seen, wants to be known. So that's why I'm wanting you, in a way, to have some insider trade secrets about how to keep your daughter out of therapy because you're giving her what she fundamentally needs. And I think about how I schedule time with my clients, right? I mean, I know that's a given. Schedule time similarly with your kids. Hey, let's look at our calendar over the next week, two weeks. Let's schedule a time. And I find sometimes dads will do it for a month or two and then life gets busy and then they don't meet for months. So if you're committing to this one, do it, do it, do it. Put it in your day, you know, put it in your day timer, your scheduler, whatever version you have of that so that you remember to schedule time with her. Okay, you is understanding. We all want to be understood. We all want someone looking at life through our eyes rather than through theirs. Hey, if I was you, here's what I would have done. All you've got to do with this one, Dad, is say to your daughter, you're right, I don't understand, but I want to understand. Help me understand. She may get mad at you. You don't understand. You don't understand. I've done that to my dad, to my husband. You don't understand what I'm saying. Let me say it again. And if you can have a non-defensive stance, because I have to do that in my counseling office, right? If somebody projects anger on me, I can't get angry back. I have to be in a frame where I'm like, help me understand. What did I miss? Which is really a posture of humility. That would have been a good age, wouldn't it? But really, a posture of humility goes so far in letting the person we're with feel safe and feel like they can be open, which really is a beautiful segue into V, which is vulnerability. When someone is vulnerable, like saying, you're right, I'm not doing very very good right now at, at listening, am I? You know what? Can you say that again? And we own our stuff before they do. I mean, that's a really big, powerful one. In fact, you guys, I missed O. Did you catch that? Oh my goodness, I am laughing that I forgot the O. It's own your part. Own your part. It's so easy, dads, to forget that we're human and think that because we're the adult, our kids should just know better or know what we think. When you've blown it, own your part. Admit goes back to the first one when you're wrong and own your stuff. Oh, good. I'm glad I remembered because I forgot to put that in my notes. And so really, I had thought of that one ahead of time, put it in my other notes, forgot to transfer it, but there you go. Look at I'm being vulnerable and being human. That's hilarious. How beautifully that was a segue into going, I forgot. I owned it and I'm admitting it and then I'm adding it in. And my guess is you're not going to think any less of me, even though I am a perfectionist and love things perfect. See, this is good growth for me. Look at I'm modeling the very thing I'm teaching you about. That's hilarious. Okay, V, vulnerability. So when you let your daughter know what you've overcome, obstacles you've had to face, ways you've had to fight through resistance and never give up, she's going to say, even if it's unconsciously, I'm his DNA. This is DNA. We're a core. We got core strength as a family. This is the truth about our family. If my dad can do it, I can do it. 
And so when you are vulnerable with her at times and saying, you know what, it's been a rough month. You know, you're not using her as your confidant and counselor, but you're admitting to her that you've struggled too. It goes a long way, again, to keeping your daughter out of a therapist's office where she will be able to be vulnerable because she gets to experience that with you. Okay, W, wipe her tears. Get close enough to her so that you can see her tears, hand her a tissue. I mean, truthfully, we only entrust our tears to someone we trust. So as your daughter gets close to you, you get close enough to her to see her tears. You can even ask her, what are your tears saying? That's an, a phrase I often say to my clients. What are your tears saying? And it's, it's giving them an invitation to give their tears a voice because they're always tied to something deeper in our hearts. So when you're close enough to her to hand her a tissue to wipe her tears, it's really a way that not only do you bond with her, but you're modeling God as a father, where in Psalms it says that God puts our tears in a bottle. They're that special and important to him that he counts them, he holds them, he doesn't dismiss them or ignore them or tell us we're being a baby. No. He says, your tears matter to me. And so as a dad, when you get to be trusted with your daughter's tears, with her emotional space, you are literally helping to keep her out of the therapist's office. So there you go. That's W. Okay, we got three more. X. Okay, I had to get creative here. Extend grace. X-T-E-N-D. Extend grace. Grace means simply unmerited favor. So when you remember that you wouldn't be where you are now without a lot of grace coming to you from a lot of different places and a lot of different people, if you can remember that, it will help you give that more easily to your daughter. Okay, why? Oh, this one is going to be about yes. Before we talked about, right, before we were talking about the no, but it's equally as important to make sure that you are responding with yeses. That if you're maybe the dad that's been the heavy, maybe you have, have to step in and give consequences and set boundaries, that doesn't always put you as men in the best of lights. I understand that. But dad, here's a reminder to make sure you're giving her yeses. In fact, a great story I heard not too long ago is of parents that let their 13-year-old daughter present to them her case about why she didn't like their curfew times, why that boundary did not work for her. And they said, okay, we'll hear you. And then they changed their no to a yes. So be willing to concede here and there because your daughter then will see that her position, her voice matters and that you can also say yes to requests, which again, things I do in therapy. I can have a client, would it be okay if I videotaped you so I could play it back? And they, I just had a client actually do that and say, I'm afraid to ask this other person because I think they'll say no, but she did. She did it in writing. And what do you know? Both of us said yes. So there's times then when you say no, it's easier to have the no hold because you've said yes over here. Okay, the last one. Okay, this is a heavy one, men. Listen to me here. For Z, zip it. And you may think that I'm talking about your mouth. Like when you want to say something or snarky or negative, critical, zip it. Nope. I'm talking about your pants. I do not mean to be sacrilegious or rude or crude, but men, I am talking to you, zip it up. Really, 
Listen to me. If you want to keep your daughter out of therapy, then zip your pants and don't sexually molest her. Sexual molestation is way too high. The rates, you know them. I mean, some people say it's, you know, one out of four, two out of four women, maybe even higher. That's insane. And how often is it father-daughter or uncle, niece, within a family system? So dad, I know I'm ending heavy, but you have got to deal with your own stuff. If you're drawn to her that way, go admit it. Go get vulnerable. Go confess this. And if you're having an affair, if you're cheating on your wife and you're over here having sex, you can't expect your daughter to do anything different because she's learning from you. Even if she can't put her finger on it, she'll feel it. I really believe that, that it's okay to unzip wherever you want. If you want it and it seems right and it feels right, that you can't say no. So I get that that's a heavy one to end with, but I even want to add that if you're engaging in pornography, because that ties to this too, do something about it. For the sake of your daughter, say, I will go through the groaning of longing to see more, longing for what that does in my body. I'm longing, I'm craving, I'm desiring. Okay, I do that with food and I don't give in to every craving. We have to tell our flesh, you get in the back seat, spirit, you get in the front. And I went end with saying, zip it, zip it, zip it. Okay, let me review them. As we wrap up, how to keep your daughter out of therapy. A, admit when you're wrong. B, build her confidence with true praise and affirmation. C, criticize never. D, drop your anger. E, expect more of yourself than of her. F, forgive easily and quickly. G, guidance. H, hug her often. I, initiate dates where you pursue her heart with one-on-one time. J, Jesus. K, knowledge, knowledge of her. Be curious about her. L, listen lots. M, momentum. N, no. Teaching her that that's a powerful word to learn how to say. O, own your part. P, pace. Pace with her in her process. Q, questions. Asking lots of good questions. R is reframe. S is servant leadership. T is time, right? Quality and quantity. U is understanding. V is vulnerability, W, wipe her tears, X, extend grace, Y stands for yes, and Z, zip it. 26 ways that you can keep your daughter out of therapy. Choose one of those or two of those today to begin putting into action. Well, this wraps up another week's program. I've loved being here with all of you. I'm Dr. Michelle Watson-Canfield, the Dad Whisperer, signing off and encouraging you to make today a day where you intentionally and consistently invest in pursuing your daughter's heart. Go dads. Thanks for joining us for another edition of the Dad Whisperer podcast with Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield. We trust you've been encouraged by today's program, where you've been equipped with practical action steps to strengthen your relationships. Dr. Michelle loves hearing from you, so why not write her at drmichelle at thedadwhisperer.com. 
As always, you can listen to the Dad Whisperer podcast anytime on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Give a listen, subscribe, and leave us a review. For free resources or to invite Dr. Michelle to speak at your next event, go to drmichellewatson.com for more information. That's drmichellewatson.com. Thanks for being with us today, and we look forward to you joining us again on the Dad Whisperer podcast with Dr. Michelle Watson-Canfield.